Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. Today, I'm here with Jan, who is a military brat, a military spouse. Her son joins the military, so military all around. But Jan, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. How are you? I'm doing great. Got a little bit of, of, um, we have a lot of cedar that's uh, around here. And so the allergies are just horrible. (laughs) I can imagine that. Yes, but thank you for being here. Um, tell me what it was like growing up as a military child to start off. Well, I loved my life. One of the downsides is that we moved every two years. So just about the time I got into the groove with friends and stuff in school, I had to move. Yeah. So from the time I was six months old, I started moving around the world. So it was kind of neat. Yeah. What? What experiences did you have? What was it like moving and going to different places? Well, I was always nervous going to first day of school. Yeah. You know, in, in, <laughs> I can in a new city. Right. Yeah, first day of school. Um, but I didn't have too much of an issue. One of the things I don't have are childhood friends. There are yeah. many people that I know and went to school with that had childhood friends. And I, I didn't have that because we moved every two years. Right. That's the unfortunate it, part because I don't even is. have many myself. And, you know, you think back and everyone's like, my friend from kindergarten. I'm like, I don't talk to friends from kindergarten, really. No, I don't remember anyone until high school. Yeah. You know, those I are was the in, formative years. Right. I was in the same city for four years. So that was nice. Yeah. Especially yeah. during high school. It's good to Absolutely. have those four years of consistency. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think some of the things I remember are um, when we came back from Hawaii, we came back on a, on a ship mm. and my, both my, uh, my sister was just a toddler and she fell and had a cut under her chin. So she was kept in, in the cabin. My brother, who was older than me, he got so, so seasick. And so it was my dad and, and myself that, um, uh, we did all kinds of stuff on the ship. We, they had little games that you played. And oh, wow. One of them was, yeah, one of them was um, uh, to make a hat. And so my dad got a ice bucket, you know, the, the uh, old um, uh, paper ice buckets. I don't know yeah. if you remember those or not. Um, and he put, I had a doll, Barbie doll. He stuck the Barbie doll on top of the bucket, put the bucket on my head, and um, we went to the um, the hat contest. I don't know if I won or not. Did, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was just the fact of being with my dad all that time because my mom had to stay in the cabin with my sister and brother. So it was really it was real a nice um, get together time with my dad. It was real close. It was it was very nice. Yeah, and that's super cool that you know that there were games and stuff to keep you, the kids occupied and families yeah. occupied. Because um, it was all military. Yeah. It was all military families. Yeah. 
that's so incredible. Uh And, you know, what amazing memories, because you don't necessarily always get those times with to spend with your service member because they're, you know, they could be going on deployments or trainings or TDYs or numerous different things where they're not in the household. And so every couple hours make a difference. Every two years we would move. And so so let's say we moved and my dad had shore duty. So that meant that for those two years, he didn't go anywhere. And then the next two years, he would get sea duty. And Mm -hmm. so he would be on the ship that would go out and do, um, you know, they'd go to Japan and all that kind of stuff. But he was still at home. Yeah. He would just go out on these little trips, you know. So it wasn't like he was um, like the Army or um, Marines that would have to go over and fight wars. Right. Um, Yeah. Wow. That's still like, you know, it's still hard. And um, going through those things and back and forth and parent in and out. And I think that's sometimes almost harder um, on kids and on families when yeah. you never know when your parents is going to be there or is going to be gone. And you're like, where's my dad? Where, where's my dad? Right. Right. Um, you know, for me, my dad was army. So we were, we knew yep. like he was going on a deployment. Um, he unfortunately got injured on that deployment, but we knew it was oh. going to be 400 days and we knew it was gonna, you know, we knew that. And of course, you know, it's never certain until it's, it happens, you know? Right. Um, but you know, we know, these sorts of things and you know he was thankfully you know gone for you know a period of time and it wasn't you know that back and forth of here and gone and here and gone and here and gone and so I think in a sense having that here and gone is almost more challenging yeah a little bit yeah you never know and you're constantly all over the place and constantly um you know wondering and right. in that state of, okay, well, what's going to happen now? But that's that's what we're trained for as military kids, you know, in that's a right. sense to, yeah. to learn and adapt and overcome. What's amazing is how much the military forces today um, really encompass the families. Yeah. When I was when I was a military brat, there weren't. Um, connections to other moms or other kids like there are today. I understand that there's so much support for the family back home while the, while the uh, service person is in, uh, in, in some country. Mm-hmm. It was, it's amazing how much they do today that they didn't do when I was, when I was a kid. Yeah. And I find it so unfortunate that, you know, when you were growing up that there wasn't that support because right. you know when I was growing up and especially living in a community where we were just surrounded by wounded service members and being a daughter wow. of a wounded service member you know that support was so so needed right. uh, to get through and even the support groups that were in my schools for you know of course kids of wounded but then also kids whose parents were deployed or the programs to help welcome, you know, the kids who were moving in the middle of the school year. And so I really think that those sorts of things are so impactful to military Mm -hmm. kids and military brats when they're trying to navigate this lifestyle. Exactly. It's hearing that it wasn't available, you know, years and years ago. It's so 
so heartbreaking to hear because I know that I would not have, uh, you know, felt the support that I had without what I did have. Well, my mother was very resourceful. Mm -hmm. So um, we had many family, military families around us. Right. And so that was our support. Yeah. Were other other families. And I think that's the best support. Yeah. If someone was going to the commissary, they'd ask their neighbor, hey, you need anything at the commissary? (laughs) You know, it was was, uh, just this big family that you could draw from. Yeah. And I think, you know, even for me growing up, you know, we weren't necessarily surrounded by extended family, like my parents, my grandparents. Oh, no. You know, we it was literally just the four of us, my mom, my dad and my sister um, and I and the military family is where who I really call my family. You know, I have so many adopted uh, grandparents and aunts and uncles and you know, those are the people who I turn to first. I pick up the phone Absolutely. and I know that they are going to be on the other end. Brothers, sisters, you know, um, cousins, everything. Like they they just become such an integral part of your life that, you know, military friends become military family. And right. you have to to live it to know it because I can say like, hey, you know, this is my brother. Like, and people are like, uh, no. <laughs> And I'm like, no, seriously, like we grew up together. We experienced so much together. And um, unfortunately, my sister was six years younger than me. And my brother was six years older than I am. Oh, my God. So we were really separate generations. Mm -hmm. By the time I was six, my brother was 12. Right. Well, I didn't fit in with any of his friends. You know, and by the time I was 12, I had to take care of my six, six, six year old <laughs> sister, you know. <laughs> yeah, babysitting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Take care of your sister. Yeah. And so the, those military friends and military families and brothers and sisters that you make along the way. Oh, yeah. So impactful. And, you know, even that you know, you look back and you're like, oh, I forgot that person existed. Like, I don't talk to that person, you know, to this day, but the impact they had on your life for maybe two years right, is, is more than words can speak. I, I remember people, but I don't remember their names. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember there were like four of us kids that used to play together I can picture them but I can't remember their names yeah and you know but we had so much other things going on um that you know by the time I had moved a couple of times you know it just became natural Mm -hmm. you know we knew that in two years we'd be moving someplace else yeah and it's so in a sense when I look back and I'm like oh my gosh like I wish I could just talk to this person again and yes we have technology and if I could remember you know names it's so easy to just find someone if I could remember their names I would certainly try and look them up but right but it's hard to when you're constantly it sounds bad but like cycling through friends you know and getting new friends and moving and meeting new people, it's hard to remember, you know, hundreds of names um, and, you know, where you knew them and where you met them. And, um, you know, it's so fun to meet new people, but it's hard when you have to leave them. And that was always my biggest struggle. 
Do you have any favorite places you lived? Oh, um, so we were a reserve family, so we didn't move very frequently. Oh, okay. um, but I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and okay. I call that home. That is, it's, I love Cleveland. <laughs> Not yeah. many people say that, um, but I love Cleveland. And then um, I spent a lot of my, from the age of nine to 12 in San Antonio. Okay. And um, at Fort Sam. And then my dad retired and we moved to Cape Coral, Florida. So I've been here ever since and we've been here about Ah. a decade. Um, And so I think each place is just so special. And it's the hardest thing to pick, you know, one place. Um, I couldn't imagine having more um, to choose. my My favorite place was Astoria, Oregon. Really? Yeah, I, just it's just a beautiful little city right on the tip of the Columbia River emptying into the Pacific. So it was just a wonderful place, yeah. wonderful place. But, uh, I went back once, uh, but I'd love to go back again, spend a few days. Yeah, and see, that's the thing is like you don't, if you are living the life of a civilian child, you don't get to explore these places and find True. just the little, uh, you know, cities, the little random places. You know, we'd think of traveling and we're like, oh, we want to go to, you know, Seattle or, you know, Austin or, you know, Nashville, these big cities where it's like very touristy and we don't necessarily get the time to, um, you know, as a traveler, you don't oh. necessarily get the time oh, no. to pick out these little cities, but then exactly, yeah, as basically, you know, a nomad or a gypsy, someone who doesn't have a home necessarily, right. <laughs> military kid, you know, you're going to all of these places and you're exploring and you have the time to go and plant roots for a little while, act like a local, experience right. what it is to be a local, and then you know, move on. And I think that's yeah. so rewarding. Well, I was born in Mississippi mm-hmm. and that's where our relative, all our relatives are still in Mississippi or Ohio. Okay. Well, dad being, dad being in the Navy, all of our stations were around the coast. Mm-hmm. So Virginia, Texas, California, Oregon, Washington, Hawaii, you know, that kind of thing. So we saw them about every two years, depending on where we were headed, <laughs> it was generally every two years we'd yeah. try to stop in Mississippi and visit with relatives. They never yeah. came to visit us, but <laughs> <laughs> it's we, hard to get people to come them. visit you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's so fun though, getting experience like both the West Coast and the East Coast and Hawaii and Central, you know, Texas, pretty central, um, you know, Gulf Coast, everything. Yep. Well, when I was a wife, um, we went to the Azores. Mm-hmm. We spent, uh, uh, what, two, two or three years in the Azores, which wow. was absolutely phenomenal. The Portuguese people are so sweet. Wow. And, That's incredible. And Oh yeah, and then we got. I got to spend time in Japan as well, so mm, that was that. that was really cool. Yeah, my son was born there. So oh wow, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And just yeah. getting to experience a different country is so fun. Exactly. And yeah. um, you know, no matter where you go, like Japan is a popular one, or um, Germany or Italy. You know, it's so fun to 
Um, you know, I've only been to Scotland as a tourist. <laughs> oh, I'd love to go there. Um, it's gorgeous. You should. I bet. Um, but it is really fun to, you know, we knew the locals. We had friends who lived there. And so being able to explore somewhere where, like I said earlier, you don't necessarily are, you're not necessarily just going to those landmarks and those right. touristy places. You're going to the places where it's like, oh, this is a little hidden gem. And, you know, experiencing a different culture is incredible. And I'm sure you've yeah. even realized um, within the United States, like we have so many different cultures, East Coast, West Coast, Gulf Coast, Hawaii, um, and so many different experiences just within one country. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, each place I've been, there's always something special about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I remember, that. I remember as a wife, we were in uh, um, uh, Wichita, Kansas. He was in the Air Ooh. Force. And we found this restaurant that had the best Mexican food I've ever eaten. Mm, it's a, even to today, even being here <laughs> in San Antonio. Yes. And San Antonio, being there, we got some really good Mexican food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's more Tex-Mex here than than actual Mexican. You know, it's Tex-Mex. I could go for some Taco Cabana or (laughs) any day. Absolutely. Yes. No, that's so fun, though. And, you know, being you know, going all of these places, I am such a food person. Like I could get food everywhere I go. And that's one of my favorite parts of traveling is going and trying the different cuisine of, of a city or a country. And, um, you know, Texas was fun because we got the Mexican food (laughs) and Tex-Mex. Um, you know, in Ohio, there's so many different cultures in Cleveland. So we could get anything we wanted, the best Italian food we got, um, so many different things there. And then here, you know, in Florida, we get seafood. and Oh, I bet. Oh, so yeah. much good food here too. And so that's really one of the fun parts is just traveling around and eating yeah. <laughs> different foods. True, true. I guess, uh, I guess Oregon, Oregon was really a nice place to live. Um, out where we lived out our back, out, out the back door you go into the to the forest and we would go there were trails and we would go down to the uh, uh, follow the trails down to the old um uh what do you call them um where the lumber trucks would go through i can't think of the name, a proper name for it. <laughs> but we go down there and play and, and uh, in fact in astoria is where i had my first spiritual experience yeah yeah so that was kind of special Yeah. And it's so fun, you know, because, you know, for me, it's hard to pick a favorite spot because so many monumental things happen, you know, in my life in each place. But it's so fun when you're able to connect, you know, a certain experience or a certain memory to a place. And it's like, okay, this is, this makes it feel like home or this made it feel like home. And, you know, because you have to make every place feel like home. Oh, you do. You're going to be miserable. Yeah. You know, when my parents were still alive, home was in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Now that they're gone and my brother's gone, uh, basically it's my sister. Um, she's become the home home spot in San Francisco. And my grandkids, I've got one in San Diego and one in Chicago, and they come home for Christmas to San Francisco. So that's where I'm headed in another week or so. <laughs> yeah. And you have to make 
the most of what you can because if oh, you sure. if you just live you know a life of a military a uh, child, a military spouse, and you're like, oh, I hate it here. I hate it here. I don't want to. There are here. a lot of there are a lot of spouses like that. Yes, I ran into many. I hate it here. I just want to go home. And I'm thinking, gee, you know, didn't you know you were marrying a military person? <laughs> you know, didn't you know you were going to be traveling? Yeah, and I think that is so. It's such. Uh, it's so hard to you know think of that, and you know you're traveling to so many different places and there's so many opportunities, you know, with doing that. And sure, you know, I was the same way. I hated when we moved to Texas because I grew up in Ohio. And then I hated when we moved to Florida because I wanted to go back to Texas. (laughs) Then once you stop and realize where you're at, and even if you're in the middle of nowhere, even if you're in a desert, even if you're in somewhere you don't want to be, um, you know, I don't like the beach that much. I'd rather be in the mountains and I'm at the yeah, beach. I'm, so, I'm, not a, I'm not a beach person. It's definitely yeah. mountains. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so even if you're somewhere, you know, that's opposite of where you would like to be, you know, there's still so many opportunities that sure. can come from it. And you just yeah. really have to stop and, you know, realize that. And, you know, especially as a military spouse or military child, you're most likely only going to be there for a few years and then you're going to be up and moving again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to to have that positive outlook on so many different things within the lifestyle, moving and, you know, deployments and everything that comes with the lifestyle. Well, luckily my husband didn't, my late husband didn't, um, do many deployments, um, being in air force, he was not a pilot. So, you know, I didn't have that to worry about. Yeah. And that is so, uh, when you don't have to worry about, you know, deployments coming up, it's right. so you can take the relief, <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of when's the deployment going to come up when it's especially, you know, times of war, it's like, you never yeah. know, and it could happen any second. And, um, it's fun when you don't have to <laughs> to worry about that. I remember my dad, my dad, I I wish I had asked more questions of my parents, you know, and unfortunately I didn't think to ask more probing questions. I know my father was involved in a, in a uh, plane crash. It mm-hmm. was a um, um, amphibian plane and they had to land and um, he he had a problem. He suffered from that for, for a while. Yeah. Um, that crash. And he had just left two days before, left uh, Honolulu before it was bombed. Wow. So he left He left Honolulu on the 5th of December and they bombed it on the 7th of December. And my mother had no idea where he was. My Couldn't God. contact him. No. Uh, she didn't know for almost a year. Wow. I couldn't yeah. imagine that. Awful, huh? Yeah. yeah. Because you just think about that and it's like you never know. And because technology wasn't as advanced and you can't just pick up the phone and call yeah. or send a text message. And so you're just left worrying and wondering. And a year is a long time. It is. When we were in uh, Hawaii, there was a typhoon or no typhoon or I never can remember what what type of storms come 
come to I, Hawaii. Typhoons are in the Pacific and hurricanes cyclone, are in the Atlantic. Cyclone, or I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it was. Anyway, it was a big storm that came through. And after it was over, we all jumped in the car and dad took us down, uh, took us to the base so that we could make a, a call to the relatives in Mississippi to let them know we were okay. We didn't have long distance phones. Wow. You know, yeah. you had to do it on, on, um, I don't know what you call it. Anyway, it's a military um, line that you you sign up for and you go and you they hook you up with whoever you need to hook up with. I don't remember what it is now, but um, yeah, I remember we had to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also I also remember that uh, there was a, a gentleman, uh, another military uh, man that lived about three doors down from us that committed suicide. My goodness. So I remember that, too. There's so many things that, you know, I remember about different places. It's, um, I'm just sorry my folks aren't here, you know. <laughs> I wish they were here. Yeah. And, you know, it's so incredible to think back and, you know, those memories that you have that are tied to a specific location and being able to remember what happened and what went on and the different, you know, the good memories, the bad memories and everything in between of, living on a base or being a military child or spouse. And, you know, it's really incredible to think of literally everything that can go on. You know, it's funny. I don't have many bad memories. Really? No, uh, I can't think of. Well, there was one incident in Hawaii where I was a bad girl, but um, <laughs> but I really don't remember any um uh-uh. I don't have many uh, bad yeah. memories. I mean, you had a good wonderful. outlook on it. Yeah. 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 I, I loved it. I, I really did. I loved being a military um, uh, brat, you know, mother, uh, wife. I'm yeah. Sorry, I'm still not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, hard, I'm sure, to leave that. Like, it, it was hard for me horrible. to leave it as a, child, as a child that, you know, just 12. My you know, not experience of all the way up to, let's see. Hi, when did we divorce? Um, golly, I can't remember. But um, I guess, you know, I don't remember. But <laughs> it was when, it's when I divorced, uh, divorced him that I no longer had military privileges. Yeah. You know? and, it's, and that was a big, big shock. I'm sure I'm like dreading, you know, <laughs> the day that it comes and I don't have it anymore because yeah. it's, it's what I've known my whole life. Exactly. Oh, you know? I was born right into it. Yeah. yeah. And once it, I've heard it feels like, you know, just something getting ripped away from you, like a piece you kinda, of your You feel life. lost. Yeah. You feel lost. But do you know, the saving grace for me is that I live here in San Antonio that has bases all over. Military USA. Yep. For the last week, every night around eight o'clock, there's three or four planes that go over over the house. Wow. I'm questioning why. What are those planes? It's new. I had not. um, So is it a buildup for what's, you know, going on in the world? It's always interesting to, you know, think about that. Right. And because you have the experience of being part of a military family for so much of your life, yep. you know, kind of the signs and, you know, what could be going on. And yeah, 
those questions start coming immediately. I do remember being in the Ace stores and there was a uh, domestic plane crash. Oh, wow. And a lot of the um, uh, military uh, went to help with that crash. I don't remember much detail about it, but I just remember that part. Yeah. Because, you know, the military has some of the best equipment and, you know, we're trained to, you know, take care of those kind of situations. And so, um, you know, they just send the military out to to deal with it. Yeah. Too bad they don't do that in the uh, southern border. (laughs) Sorry. No, I totally get that. Believe me. (laughs) One reason we don't want to live in Texas right now. (laughs) Well, it hasn't really hit us here in San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, I understand it's worse in in, um, uh, New York and Chicago. Right. Uh, And that's where my granddaughter is. I wish she'd come home. But Yeah. There's so many things. Like, I think we look at you know, politics and the outlook of this country. And we have such a different perspective than civilians and those who have no military life experience. You know, even just being a brat or a spouse, you have a deeper appreciation and you look at it and you're like, oh no, like, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, growing up, I, you know, instilled in me was, the the sense of patriotism and I think everyone needs that in their lives and exposed to military life or not like everyone needs that sense of pride of being American and you know you know my sister my sister doesn't have the brat mentality I I think when my dad retired let's see he'd retired in 60 68 and she was she was only eleven, mm. so she didn't have the full blown military brat life like yeah. I had. Yeah, and that makes a difference because sure. if you're not, if you don't have that experience in those life, um, those lifestyle, it's hard to to think about it. Right and. If you really think about it, then, you know, obviously you can can pull some of those experiences together. But at such a young age, even 11 being young, you know, it's hard to to put those pieces together and understand, you know, the brat mentality. Yeah, because she went to she went to uh, um, grade school, middle school and high school all in one place. Yeah. Southern California. And, and that's uh, rare. That, yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, you move all the time and yeah. make new friends. And uh, you. I think military kids are very well-rounded. Oh, sure. You have to be. Of all the things that you run into or are forced into, Yeah. Um, you know, it, it makes, change is no big deal. Right. Change to some people is, is uh, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But for me, it changes just that's the way it is. It just it's that way every day. Something changes, you know, Yeah, you just you roll with it. The new normal. Right. And yeah. you just roll. With it. You don't get yeah. all. No, 
I change was so hard for me for so long. And then when it keeps getting forced at you and forced at you, you're like, okay, well, I just have to go with it now because I obviously don't have another choice. That's the norm. Yes, exactly. So the last thing I want to ask you is if you could give a piece of advice to a military kid or another military spouse, what would you tell them? I would have to say support your military member, whether it's your husband or your um, your dad or your mom or, you know, just support them as much as you can because it's harder on them mm-hmm. than it is on you. And, and to embrace change. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's wonderful. I mean, every place I've been has been a different living experience because they're all different. You know, they're either it's a different culture and even moving across from the East Coast to the West Coast is culture change. Yeah. You know, so I would I would say embrace change and, and uh, support your your military um, family member. Those, that would be. Yeah, that would be it. No, I love that. And thank you for so much for coming on the podcast and sharing. Very welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E, at goamcl.org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared. 